Okay, so I want to speak to the men for just a minute about Revelation Wellness. As I had said, I came through uh, the program about eight or nine years ago. Um, one of the first two men to come through. And so uh, I have seen men in my work environment that are interested, but they're just kind of like, ah, what is this you do? And I'll show them and, and maybe there's a little more interest. But then we get in that gym and we start doing it. And there's just this joy, there's this um, camaraderie, there's this fellowship that, uh, that Revelation Wellness uh, helps bring us together. And so we're moving our bodies, doing Rev Well. Um, we're listening to worship music and we're really um, worshiping Him with our bodies as we move and we um, have conversation and fellowship because the one thing with, with guys I've noticed um, is that we don't do real good at just sitting there and talking to each other. We need to be moving, using our hands, working on something. And this, um, this ministry enables us to do that. You know, we're, we're lifting weights, we're, we're doing cardio, and, and we're talking about God. And, it, and it's a beautiful thing. And, and this ministry has really helped um, me to uh, reach some of my friends and brothers that, that might have been otherwise unreachable for me. So, so my um, personal ministry experience in my hometown and at my work have been so enriched by the skills that I've learned from this, um, this training. If I can give any advice to anyone out there that is thinking about coming through this training, um, let me just give you a little bit of my testimony. Um, you're, you're not too broken. You're not too far gone. Um, this is for everybody. This ministry is for everybody. Hey friends, welcome to the Revelation Wellness Podcast. My name is Tracy and I'm so excited that you've joined us for another episode of Revving the Word. You just heard a testimony from our friend and Revelation Wellness instructor, Chris. And we want you to know, in case you weren't absolutely sure, that Revelation Wellness is for men too. We need you men. We need your experience. We need your passion and we need your testimony. If you have been impacted by Revelation Wellness and you have a message inside of you, will you consider joining us men for instructor training? We are offering two tracks of training starting with this platoon, our traditional Revelation Fitness Group Exercise Training, and we've introduced RevX, our metabolic and athletic conditioning style workouts. Our next session of instructor training starts on August 17th, so time is running out, but it's not too late. So whether you're one of our men or whether you're a woman out there that just is still on the fence, if you feel the tug, will you head to our website so you can download a packet, talk to an enrollment advisor and learn more. The link is in your show notes and we can't wait to see you in Platoon 27. Now let's get to our Revving the Word episode. We can't wait for you to hear it. Peace. Getting the playlist going in three, two, one, play. 
All right. Good morning or evening. It's good. Today, we are going to do a Lectio Divina. And what that means is we're going to let the word talk for itself. And we're not going to, we're just going to let the spirit, the Holy Spirit and word of God and some prayer do whatever it needs to do. We just wrapped up doing 1 Corinthians together, which was awesome. Let me give you a lot more space today where you'll just do a lot of reflection, a lot of moving meditation. So do me a favor right now, take a big breath. Exhale, do a few of them. Expand your belly when you breathe it in. Shake your hands a bit, get in your shoes. Can you feel your pinky toe? in your shoes right now. But your big toe. Can you feel your heels firmly hitting the floor, rolling through the ball of the foot? Go ahead and body scan, even as we move. Are your shoulders tight? your glutes sore, <laughs> just acknowledge it. If there's one gift I hope Rev is giving you, it's the ability to observe yourself. Just see yourself free from judgment, free, free from a fearful judgment or striving. Good. So let's pray. Father, thank you so much for this very breath and the fact that you know how many of them we will take. And you know when we're not breathing. <laughs> you know. And because you know, we're just here to know you. We can trust you with what we don't know because whatever we don't know is for our good. <laughs> and that if you want us to know something today, God, you are perfectly sufficient to tell us. You are complete in yourself. You are beautiful. You are wisdom. You are the perfect father. You are the friend who sticks closer than a brother. You are good. Everyone, tell him how good he is. And I want to applaud those of you who can do that and you don't feel good. You stumbled. It took everything in you to push play today. <laughs> grace to you 
grace who are near and grace to those who are far. So God, come and have your way. Be perfectly God for us today. Change us to meet the form of you that you already have created for us. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, you guys. We are going to do five verses in Ephesians 2. Now, let me give you a little context as far as this letter. It's really always really good to figure out why is this letter being written? What was the intent of this person who the Holy Spirit is speaking through? So we have some good context. Ephesus is the church and Ephesians are the people. So the the, uh, Ephesians have established a new church and Paul's done a lot of this establishment. And so a lot of these letters, or some of them, and Ephesians in particular, is a pastoral letter. He's, there's not necessarily a problem going on, which is nice, because as we just finished up 1 Corinthians, we knew there were some problems. But for this letter, it's, for the most part, considered an encouragement some reminders you know you don't have to communicate because there's a problem just he cares about these people so he's reminding them the gift of the gospel who they are as Christians and kind of what they're what they're to do He is trying to encourage and remind them, similar to what we heard back in 1 Corinthians, that there is no division, and you're going to hear that today, about nobody is no longer strangers or aliens, whether a Jew or a Gentile, whether a believer or an unbeliever. Putting our faith in Christ, boom makes us all one in Christ. All right, so here we go. Four parts to Lectio Divina. First, I'm just going to read it, and you're going to let the words fall on you. And when I read it, think in pictures. Then I'll ask you what sticks out to you. What word feels highlighted to you? So Holy Spirit, everyone say this, Holy Spirit, speak to me. Here I am. I want to hear from you. Amen. Okay? So we'll do that, and then you're going to talk to the Word. Have a conversation with God about what that means to you. What, what does it bring up? What's going on in your life, in your heart, that either struggles or Maybe you're just already grateful for. Remember, we don't have to have a problem to connect with God. Sometimes it's just 
encouragement, reminding ourselves that God is good. And then <laughs> we're going to let the Spirit talk to us. We're going to let God's rhema and logos written and whispered word talk to us without fear of condemnation he is not here to condemn you he's a good father better than you can ask or imagine so please get the framework so you benefit from the fruit and then we'll finish with what do you need to do to correct what's your course correction it's real simple don't overthink this guys ready okay here's our five verses we'll see if we get through them all don't want to leave some space for through him oh, i'm sorry first of all this is ephesians 2 18 to 22 for through him him being christ we both Jews and Gentiles, all people who believe, have access in one spirit to the Father. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone in whom the whole structure being the cornerstone I'm sorry in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord in him you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. This is the word of the Lord. Okay, here we go. I'm going to read a verse. For through him, we both have access in one spirit to the Father. What sticks out to you? What is the word trying to say to you? For through him, we both have access in one spirit to the Father.
For through him we both have access in one spirit to the Father. What is the word of God? God himself, the spirit of God, saying to you. For through him, we both have access in one spirit to the Father. Ephesians 2.18. Say that with me. For through him, we both have access in one spirit to the Father. Ephesians 2.18. What? is your praise <laughs> or correction repentance there repentance is a celebration everyone in heaven it says more people rejoice over one person who repents let's throw some parties today lots of parties or just give him the praise and be the first to the party Great job. Here's the thing about Lectio Divina. You really benefit too from the repetition. The rep you're chewing on the word. That's why I'm leaving a lot more space and I'm saying the word over and over. Does that encourage you? Try to say the word with me. I always equate it to, you know, when you hear a new song, but you quickly kind of catch on to it. And so you, well, even if you just hum the tune, you don't know the words, it's beneficial. And don't forget when you're exercising, your hippocampus is more active, a place where neurogenesis happens. New brain cells are squirting out at a higher rate. So you're bet you can learn and you can convert some knowledge or an experience, a short-term memory, into long-term. That's the job of the hippocampus, as well as squirting out new brain cells. We are redesigning our brain, renewing our mind. Verse 19. So then, you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. So then, 
you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. What is the word saying to you? So then, you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and the members of the household of God. What is the word saying to you? So then, you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Mm -hmm. What is your celebration or your confession? Come on, unload. Get everything out of this word. It is beneficial for your life. So good, yeah. I, I I feel it. I feel some building up here of the church. We're all getting what we uniquely need, the nourishment we individually need. But it's doing one thing: building up, not puffing up. Verse 20, and this is a comma. So it's continuing this thought of not being strangers or aliens, but we got a home of God. And this household, verse 20, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself 
being the cornerstone. I'm gonna read it again. What sticks out to you? Built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone. What's the word wanting you to know? On the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone. What do you need to say? I'm sorry, I think I might have flipped those two, but it's all right. What do you need to say to God? Ephesians 2.20, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone. What is your recourse? Use your mouth. Say it out loud. What is true for you based on God's word? not our own lofty thoughts. Come on, let your ears hear, your mouth say what your heart believes. All right, let's keep going. Again, think in pictures, because by the end of today, we're gonna have a mental image of what the gospel's trying to do. So if we know what the gospel's do is doing, we know what to do. We wanna act in accordance with this goal. Verse 21, it's still the same sentence based on what God's building and that you belong to this building project. Verse 21, in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. I'm gonna say it again, what sticks out? In whom 
the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. What is the word trying to say to you? In whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. What is the Lord saying to you? Or what do you have to say to Him? <laughs> Let Him speak. You can unload, but let him speak. in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. What's your course correction? Or what is your commendation to God? How do you want to commend Him and give some stuff away? in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. Yes, verse 22, where we've been trying to get, at least I have. In him, you are also being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. Just let the words fall on you. In him, you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. What do you have to say to the Lord about that? 
in him, you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. God, your people cry out today that we want to get out of the way. We, we cry out with a heart of repentance that we're moving out of your way. We tried so many other ways. We just wanted your way. Verse 22. Oh say Ephesians 2.22. I want you to see it written on the road in front of you in gold spray paint. See it on the mountains written. Gold spray paint or whatever color feels personal to you. See it written on the gym walls. In him, you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. What does the Lord want you to know? Let him speak. good he loves you he loves you he loves you he loves you in him you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit Woo. what's your repentance what's your praise they're one and the same I feel it, the Lord said, know your audience. I know that some of you hear that last verse. In Him, you're also being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. And you have come to this podcast, this community, because your body feels broken. when it comes to your relationship, or your willpower, or your self-control. It feels broken, 
in relationship to your body. And so you've looked everywhere, but yet you have not found what you are looking for. But now it's this cornerstone. You guys, the cornerstone, it was a critical stone of any foundation, any building you were going to build. The cornerstone. And it is exactly what you think. Think about a cornerstone. It's two opposing angles coming together to be held, to create a stability. And you know, an angle allows for something to be three-dimensional. It can pop out. Otherwise, God could have just built one straight wall. Right? But he's not building a wall. He's building a house. And your body is the dwelling place. Your physical self, your temple inside of you. God wants to bring that into the household of God. So you need to already hear, you already belong. You don't need to belong here because you have lower body fat, because you've got perfect practices, because you are, you're nailing it. No. Jesus was nailed so you could fall down and be rebuilt over and over and over again. It's not a one and done. You are working out your salvation. And that cornerstone, it'll hold together your old life, your old thinking to your new thinking. So the foundation can take on a dwelling place because any shelter would have four corners to create a box or maybe a triangle, whatever you want. I'm not going to get into that. The whole point is it pops into something three-dimensional. It's now something that others can benefit from and it can contain something. A wall doesn't hold anything, simply protects. A house contains something. In him you are also being built together into a dwelling place, a housing place for God by the Spirit. And then once we have a house, there'll be some walls but let your walls come down. And Ephesians, or this chapter prior, just a few verses prior, Paul's talking about God has, this gospel has abolished the dividing wall of hostility. So we go from walls to a house. May you know whatever God said to you today personally, corporately, you belong here and you are being built. And here's the deal. I'm not here to pop bubbles. 
I'm here to train you, remind you, encourage you, because God would not ask us to do anything if we didn't already have the power to do it, the ability. Because you are a dwelling place for God. By the Spirit, Paul chose the word Spirit, not, listen again, the Word of God matters. The Spirit will never contradict the Word of God, never. But it'll illuminate. You did what you did today, partnered with the Word of God and your Holy Spirit, not mine, yours. That's why we all received something different today, because the Spirit can be at work individually and uniquely through the Word of God to a teachable mind and a humble heart, not an offended heart, not a bitter heart, not a heart with a wall around it, <laughs> but a heart that believes all things, bears all things, hopes all things, endures all things. And a heart that knows it needs correction because it's deceitful. So you need the truth of God. You need Him to discipline you because if He didn't discipline you, you're a bastard child. And you're not. You're no longer a stranger, an alien, a stepchild. No, you are a citizen, a saint, a child of God in the household of God. But guess what? In the household, we got some family rules. We got some family rules. And you're like, Elisa, what are those rules? Well, we know that Jesus told us, simplified the greatest commands. Mark 12, 28, when he's asked, remember there's years of adding law upon law upon law. These are any time a religious heart, y'all, it's just scared. It's really, it's been hurt and it, it doesn't want to hurt. It, Honestly, they have good hearts. I know the heart is deceitful, but I do believe in the end it's good. Because <laughs> God made it good. And so they had all these laws upon laws. This is for the, those of you that have tried this plan, that plan. You've, you've gotten control going. And listen, there are places and times for some tight guidelines to keep you safe. But the goal is not safety and surviving. The goal, sanctification, which means a burning away of all the impurity in you. And if you stay safe, you'll never be built together into a dwelling place. Come out of hiding. Step into the light. Go ahead. Everyone, throw your heart open. Somebody needs to stand still and say, here I am, God. All of me. Do your work. We lay down our laws. 
Jesus is the fulfillment of every law. And so this Pharisee asked him, what are the greatest commandments? Because we've got, <laughs> I think it's 612 laws by now. They took 10, turned them into many. Hear this, O Israel, your God is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, and all your strength. All of them. Then, second command, once you've been loved like that, you are loving God and God is loving you. Go and do likewise to others. That sums up the laws in God's household. These are the rules of which we live by, the guidelines of everything I'm doing, bringing out the best in myself and another. And that does not mean there is no truth, but love is the bridge and truth is the, the structure. It's the cornerstone that it can build and take turns without falling down. Love the Lord your God. Love others as you love yourself. You have a practice for letting the Lord love you and loving the God. I, I know you come here and this is an act of loving God with all of who you are. But make a plan right now. Because some of us came here with some weary hearts and some places that you feel stuck. But I have a feeling you are no longer stuck. I know because you've heard from God. And when you hear God speak, hearts leap. Hearts come alive and hearts have exactly what they need by the power of the Holy Spirit in them to do whatever they never thought they could do. In this household, there are commands. Let everything you do be to build up yourself and another and the love for God. A love that does not waver, a love that does not lower. <laughs> your belief in God to meet your pain or another's a pain. God, thank you for today. Thank you for your words and thank you that you spoke to us and that you are building us up into a holy dwelling place. <laughs> yeah, set apart, holy God, being made for your purposes, your perfect design in us, working your plan through us, God. We love you for this time and the words you have said, we will let them be recorded and we will, by your grace, 
be empowered to do whatever it is you've asked us to do. You're beautiful and you're wonderful and we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, some of you, for those of you that are struggling in your body, you turn to food or alcohol or things, like you're supposed to write some things down because when you hear the Lord speak, write it down, record it. Get your phone out now, take your two little thumbs, don't go to Instagram, don't go to Facebook. Write down what the Lord said, make note of it. So when the storm comes and when the, the waves kick up and when you feel angry, hurt, misunderstood, whatever you want to do, you want to blame, you want to reject, you want to isolate, you want to shame, you want to do old things, you remember the cornerstone has spoken. The cornerstone is building me. The cornerstone is doing a work. And you remember exactly what the blueprint, blueprint is for your day. I love you guys. Thanks again. Thank you, partners. You can become a partner with us, a monthly partner. Just go to RevWell TV free or at the website. Y'all make this happen so that we can continue to spread the gospel throughout the world. And we don't just do it through a podcast. This is our free offering to the world along with RevWell TV. RevWell TV. But all the things we're doing there. And we can't wait to get back out on the road and see you guys in person, face to face. As Paul would say, I can't wait to be with you. I love you. Have a great day. Peace.